Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today I'm excited. I'm talking with Beth Hendler Grunt, and she is uh, she's a little bit different from a lot of our guests. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's got a really interesting business, and uh, and I think those of you who have children are going to get a ton out of this. Um, particularly if you like, I do have children who are approaching or in college, um, or maybe are, are just out. So um, I think we're gonna we're gonna accomplish a lot today. Uh, but Beth is uh, she's the founder of Next Great Step, and she is uh, an advisor and a facilitator who has extensive experience consulting with startups and Fortune 500 firms, universities, and, and individuals. And with Next Great Step. Her focus is really to guide college students and recent grads to help them achieve career success. And uh, I don't know, you know, f- how well you know people who are in that stage, but I can tell you with kids of my own, they need a lot of help. So <laughs> Beth is here to help us with that. Um, Beth, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. I'm really excited to talk with you. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. So we, we gave folks just a little glimpse of, uh, of who you are. Can you kind of expand a little bit and help everybody understand where you came from, how you got to the stage of your career? Sure, absolutely. So I actually started my career with an internship. I'm very lucky when I was in college. And it really launched what I, I guess the first segment of my career is kind of there's three parts to it. So I started on my career in the high tech sector working for AT&T, Lucent Technologies and Avaya as a sales leader in uh, different capacities in the company, and that was great. And then after about 15 years, I was ready to learn more and, and make a pivot. So I actually moved to the consulting world where I work for a boutique management consulting firm uh, called Kappa East Management Consultants, and we provided guidance to Fortune 500 CEOs and their executive teams on strategic planning and sales performance. And that was a fantastic experience because I understood the sales side, but really wanted to learn the strategy. And what came out of that experience was that executives would constantly say to us, we talk about hiring and they'd say, you know, I'd love to really hire some excited and enthusiastic recent grads, but they just don't get it. They don't understand the scope of the problems that we have. And I don't really have time to hold their hand and guide them. So I'm just gonna hire someone who has more experience. And I'm also of the age like you, I have a son in college and friends and peers would say to me, I don't understand. My uh, son or daughter went to a great school, they did really well, they did everything that they were supposed to and they cannot get a job. And this would just continue to go on and uh, what I decided actually about four years ago is to go out on my own as an entrepreneur and launch this business that addressed this problem in the marketplace of this disconnect between employers' expectations and what parents and students think that they are prepared for. And that's how I launched Next Great Step. Well, I, I can tell you it's, and I'm sure you're finding this as well, it's, it's a really needed um, expertise right now. And um, I'm interested though, you've started this business, you've been in it about four years. As you've built the business, what are some of the things that that you've run into as as roadblocks? And more importantly, how have you pushed beyond those? 
Yeah, great question. So I had not been in an entrepreneurial role. I you know, worked for a big company. I advised other companies, but I had not run my own. So it was definitely something new and exciting and, and challenging all at the same time. One of the first things is that that kind of pushed me forward is that I was testing this idea. So I, I left the consulting firm and said, okay, I'm going to try to make a business out of this. And I had to do a lot of validation that this was needed because people would say, well, my kid's going to have career services. They're going to help them. And when they go to college, that's why I'm paying all this money. <laughs> but yet I would speak with so many other parents and students saying, I'm not getting the help I need, or maybe I should have gotten it sooner. And I, and I didn't reach out. And now I realize it's too late. So I think one of the first most important things was that I really believed in what I was doing. The fact that I knew that I think I had a solution to this problem and I would test it over and over again uh, very early on where I would you know, do advising and consulting for free just to make sure that I was proving out this concept that if I teach you a certain way of how you present yourself where you can be really focused and confident in how you articulate your values, you actually can get hired. And I was seeing success over and over. So that helped push me through. The other thing was just seeking out a lot of resources around me. Um, very lucky just to have good family support. My husband who runs a business, so he's kind of my go-to. Um, actually, one of my college roommates is actually now a colleague in my business. And uh, she's just been a phenomenal source. So just really making sure you surround yourself with people and testing ideas because it's hard when you're by yourself, you know, you get, get in your head and you can kind of <laughs> make good decisions or have a bad day and feel like, you know, what am I doing and why am I doing this? But I think just having a, a sounding board. And I think just the last piece is just being resilient. You know, that whole topic of having grit and just pushing through. And I, I again, I believed in what I was doing. So that's why I just kept the kind of pushes me forward. And I think I'm a pretty disciplined person, but it's hard. It's hard being an entrepreneur. It's hard kind of staying focused because it's, you don't always see the immediate result, even though you're putting in a lot of time and a lot of hours. Yeah, I, I joke, you know, normal people wouldn't do this. They would look at required <laughs> and they'd say, uh, no, thank you. No, I'll pass. Um, and so congratulations on, on making it through four years and, and having a successful business and having a growing business. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, we always start the show off talking about usually one or two ideas that people use to, to overcome adversity. Um, I, I'm interested to find out from your perspective with the young people that you work with. I mean, they're coming in to a, a, a lot of change in their lives in this period, um, going out on their own, being responsible. They, they run into, I'm sure, all kinds of adversity. For the ones who are successful, what, what have you observed in them that, that keeps them pushing through? It's a great question. The ones who are successful are the ones who are willing themselves to persevere. I think one of the challenges that I see in this demographic in the market is that they're very fragile. And whether it's because of technology or how they were brought up or they're just seeing what everyone else is doing. So they just think that everyone else has it figured out. Someone else is doing it better, quicker, faster. Although I guess don't we feel that way as entrepreneurs? But you know, young people are just, um, 
I don't feel like they have always the, the thick skin to handle rejection. So the ones that do well are the ones that are just able to keep going, especially the ones that are not afraid to reach out and talk to people and network and have a conversation and speak to an alumni and speak to someone else. Because as I tell them, 80% of jobs are gotten, are, are gotten by referral. They're not found online. They're not by applying to a hundred jobs on Indeed or Glassdoor. It's because of the relationships that you build with someone who learns about, you know, this, the value that you have and the skills that you can bring. But the ones who are not afraid to pick up the phone, which is such a like old school thing to some of them, they're so afraid to talk on the phone, not afraid to pick up the phone, not afraid to reach out and ask to meet somebody in person or have a conversation. Those are the ones that are more successful. So do you feel this is a, a new challenge or has this been around forever and it's just sort of getting more awareness now? Um, it's interesting. If you look at the statistics right now that we're at the lowest you know, unemployment ever. So most on a logical level, it seems like why should this even be a conversation topic? But what has happened now I think it's it's even more competitive or the disconnect between what an employer wants and expects versus what a student and grad thinks they have to offer is is wide <laughs> is larger than maybe what it was some years ago or where there were more companies who were offering training programs and were willing to take you even if you didn't have it all those training programs are fewer and fewer and more companies want you to come in ready to go or ready to be focused on how to help that business achieve success. A lot of, I think, young people are, they're focused on themselves. You know, they're focused about, well, how is this job good for me? You know, I teach them, this is actually not about you. It's actually about how you help someone else be successful. But it's just a, maybe a mindset that I think is a little bit different. Um, I think it's always a challenge, but this, this gap, I feel that is, is wider now maybe than it was some years ago. Very interesting. I want to take a, a quick break in our conversation, Beth, and I want to come back in, in just a second. And I really, I want to dive into the, the work that you're doing with young people. And I want to, I hope you can take us through kind of two perspectives, because for the business owners who are listening, who have children who are going through this, they're going to want to know, you know, what does my kid need to do to be successful? But I'd also like for you to share some of the insights you've gleaned because you clearly understand from the business owner perspective, what the expectations can be or should be um, of, of hiring new graduates. And I think that'd be really useful for, for all the business owners who, who are listening, who are looking at hiring new graduates. There may be some things they can do to attract the right people. So I'd love to cover those two things. When we come back, we'll be back in just a second. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Steve Gordon. I'm here talking with Beth Hendler-Groot. And, uh, and uh, Beth, you, uh, you gave us kind of a really great picture of what it takes to be successful 
for, um, you know, for, for one of these young people coming out of college right before the break, I'd, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper and I'd like to understand how you help them, what it is that you take them through. And I'd also look, like to look at it from the employer's perspective. So for those business owners listening, how can they really uh, work with, um, work through this recruiting process and attract the right people? Sure, sure. Happy to do that. So our focus is working with students who are in college, probably from sophomore year on, who are trying to figure out that all important internship, which has become really critical in landing uh, permanent employment, as well as working with soon to be grads and then grads one year, two year, maybe up to five years out at the most on how to get that first job. And even though we are supporting, you know, students and grads, we talk to dozens and dozens of parents because they are concerned about, well, how do I help my child? Because many, you know, young people don't always want to listen to their parents, even though they have great advice. Uh, so we, we talk to both the parents and the students, but ultimately we work with these students and grads to help them be successful. And we do, this is how we do it. What we think is different is that we're really taking the approach Actually, the approach that I use in my consulting work that helped businesses to stand out, to have a clear strategy to differentiate themselves in the market, what I've done is I've applied that to young people in a really simple, structured way so they understand step-by-step -step how to do it. So the overarching thing is we help them get focused on what is it that you actually want to do with the rest of your life. A lot of times they still come out of school and not sure how to apply their major. So we work with them on narrow, narrowing that down. And then we help them to feel really confident that they have a strategy of knowing exactly who are they going to target? What companies do they want to work at? What are they going to say about themselves that really adds value and explains to someone in a concise way so someone understands what they could do for them? And ultimately teaching them how to execute. So every single time you write a letter or you have coffee with someone or you go for an interview that you actually have a plan of what you want the outcome to be and we teach them kind of a way of how you get there so in essence we're teaching them how to sell themselves um, using a lot of sales techniques that i had from years ago just how do you convince somebody that you know to take a chance on you because you're the product that you want to uh, sell in essence but also how you can add value and help that person achieve their goals so kind of taking a more of a business take versus uh, a pure, you know, let me fix your resume. The resume is just one piece of the whole puzzle. And we look at that along with, you know, how to use LinkedIn and how to network. It's just how do you verbalize the value you can bring and make yourself stand out? So before the break, you talked about the, the fact that some of the more successful students that you work with are not afraid to pick up the phone, to, to contact, uh, to contact people, to network. How important is, is who you know uh, in this whole process? And how do you, how do you take, you know, I, I know how our kids are. Uh, I think they're all deathly afraid of using the, the, the telephone feature on their smartphone. <laughs> um, how, how do you take kids who aren't used to that and really get them comfortable with it? Sure. So we do that 
by actually starting uh, kind of with themselves. And probably the number one reason why I think students and grads are afraid to speak on the phone because they don't know what to say. They're afraid that they're going to be asked a question and not know how to answer it. So we actually start with this concept. I call it core skills. And everyone has them. We all have these lists of skills. It's just how do you narrow down the ones that you're the most competent, you know, most skilled at, and you enjoy doing the most. So if we were to work with a young person, let's say their core skills are that they're really great at analytics, they know how to research, and they're great at writing. And the only way you can say that is if you have actual experience that backs it up, whether it's in the classroom, a project, a part-time job. And we help them with these stories, in essence. So we help them get comfortable talking about themselves. So if someone said to them, tell me about yourself, you're like, sure, you know what? I have great writing ability. Uh, For example, I just wrote in my student newspaper. I did some research for a professor, and I'm really good at analyzing concepts. But at least, you know, that kind of short Um, blurb for them to be able to talk about themselves. I think that's the first piece of knowing what you're going to say. Then in terms of the who you know, I have to comment, you know, so as parents, and I'll speak for myself too, my son's a sophomore in college, you know, our first thought is, well, let me see who do I know in my network and I'll introduce my kids to them. And what tends to happen is that sometimes we make these introductions and they're not, they're not ready they're not ready to talk about themselves. So then they kind of like blow it because now the person who might've been one of our friends was in a influential position and they're like, well, I'm not sure I'm going to take my chance on them because this is business and I potentially jeopardize my job or money if I hired my friend's kid. So I think what, you know, the other piece that we teach them is, yes, it's good to use connections as much as you can, but you need to make your own connections because maybe the person that mom or dad introduces you to is not someone who's in the industry that you want to be in. So I really teach them how to use um, networking within their own alumni, which kind of who doesn't want to talk to another fellow alumni who went to the same school. So I teach them how to have those conversations, how to find something that you have in common with another person who might have the job that you want, and it makes them more likely to want to speak with you know, speak with you. Um, So we kind of, you know, get them focused on themselves, get their story straight, and then teach them techniques about reaching out to people where they have commonalities. It makes it makes it easier. Yeah, I love that idea. I'm thinking back to my my first business, we did a lot of recruiting out of my alma mater at the University of Florida. And, uh, you know, and you have this immediate bond with someone because the traditions are the same, you know, the You know, in our case, we're in the South, so football is, is you know, the, the king during the, the fall. And um, so there was always something like that to talk about. But I'll never forget one, um, one kid that I interviewed. We didn't end up hiring him, but, um, but came close. And, and turned out it, he found another opportunity that was actually probably better fit for him. But there was this iconic place in, in Gainesville um, called Burrito Brothers and made these burritos. Well, he went and got a box of those and had them freeze dried and shipped to us. We were, you know, in another city where our company was. And, and that little bit of understanding allowed him to do that. In other words, he kind of knew what the move was. I, and if he was interviewing with other alumni, I'm sure he, he sent that out to, to many of them. Um, but little things like that. So you're not dealing with a complete stranger. I, I, I love that idea. To me, that makes this whole process instantly accessible to a student who might otherwise be intimidated to, to talk with someone in business. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a tool inside of LinkedIn. It's free. You don't even have to pay for it. Every university has what I call this alumni, the LinkedIn alumni tool, where every university across the country has a LinkedIn page. And if you go to that page, you can click a button. It says, see alumni. And then you can filter by anything you want, by the major that person had, what year they graduated, what city they're in. It's like a phenomenal searching tool to find people that have all these same things in common as you. Uh, most students and <laughs> parents don't know exist. You know, so we teach them how to just make use of tools like LinkedIn and like that of how to how to search for people in a way that makes it really easy. So I know the question that's on the mind of every parent who's listening right now is, okay, I've got a kid who's either just out of college or maybe more than just out of college, still sleeping on the couch. You know, how long are they going to be here? Um, what's your advice to parents who are worried about the fact that, um, you know, it used to be when, when we sent a kid off to college and they graduated, it was an export to the world. Seems like we're importing them back now. How do you get them to even and stay out and stay sustainable and build a life on their own? Yeah, it's an issue. There was just recently in the news a few months ago, a parent that I think went to court to have their son <laughs> leave their house <laughs> to not be on their payroll anymore. Um, it's challenging. It's challenging. I think a couple things. The, the first thing is to help your child understand, you know, what is it that you're trying to go for? You know, kind of even going back to those core skills, just help them understand what is it? What are those talents that you have that you think you want to promote and focus on? And sometimes it does not exactly correlate with their major in college. So that could be a hard pill to swallow after spending a certain amount of money and investment. But sometimes you just have to understand what is it that you think you're really good at and maybe just helping them frame their, their stories. And then the other part is just understanding, well, then how do you then, you know, go about it? What can you, even just having them practice, talk about themselves of some of that is just getting over the fear of what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. Um, as I said before, making introductions is great, but making sure that they are prepared. And the other thing to consider too is, you know, mental health is a real issue. I have so many parents who say to me, I can't tell whether my child is depressed because they're not back at school or are they getting depressed because this is just really hard and there's so much pressure there's so much pressure to feel that you have to be just as good as or not as better than other people so you always just want to take that temperature as to do we feel that they need additional you know mental health support but if you think everything's all just kind of they're just struggling i think um you know, giving them a chance to test things out. I would definitely ask them about what they're doing. You know, there's lots of students will say, well, I'm spending hours of this every day. Well, well what exactly is it? Because applying to jobs online solely every single day, day in and day out. And if you haven't found something, it probably won't find you something in the next, you know, few weeks or months, something has to change. And encouraging them to talk with people, even whether they connect back with a professor or seek additional resources, sometimes there needs to be that buffer. I find it just such a challenging stage in life where whether it's a family friend or whether you seek outside counsel, just uh, maybe even you know, giving them resources to, to utilize uh, to make sure that their voice can be heard and they can, they can talk about what they're really thinking about. 
This is, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I just think, thinking through all this, you know, we've, we've all been through it. If, if yeah. we're, um, you know, past that stage now, we've all been through it. Um, and, and think, things have, have changed very dramatically. Um, uh, and, and so I think this is all really fantastic insight for, uh, for folks. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about from a business perspective. So businesses right now, we're at an all-time low of unemployment. Um, the business owners that I talk to are now complaining more and more loudly that they can't find the type of talent that they need. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, that I tend to advise people is, well, you need to go back and you need to find new graduates. Um, in, in my first business, we, we grew the company on nothing but new graduates, um, you know, because they had the right skill sets. They had the right understanding of the new technologies that were affecting, you know, that industry at the time. Um, and so they were really essential to it. And so I'm a big believer in that. So as a, as a business owner, what can a business owner do to, do to sort of position themselves to find the, the top talent that's coming out of these schools? Because there are smart kids coming out. No question. Super smart. I mean, I have so many STEM, you know, people studying engineering and math and absolutely there's some great talent to, to, to pull upon. I think a few things that employers can do. I think a combination of, you know, employers are sometimes missing out on hiring qualified candidates because part of the grads fault that the grads can't talk about articulating their story. So that onus is like on us, myself as a, as a, you know, all of us as parents and career coaches to say, let's help our young people get their story out. So that's kind of something that we have to figure out. But the other thing is that a lot of business owners do put their ads on online job boards. And here's the challenge. And I know it's the intentional to save money, but so many grads are not going to get picked up. You're not going to find them when you post a job online because there's no way that they're going to have enough keywords in their resume that will ever get high enough in the ranking to get pulled up. So yes, it's harder for a business owner to find grads because they're not going to necessarily get pulled up, but you know, giving them potential or finding, you know, reaching out to other people or going to universities and seeking them out, I think will help, you know, get you exposure to more students. They're, they're hungry. They want to work. They want the jobs. But sometimes, you know, business owners have to step away from the technology a little bit, the way I tell students and grads to step away from the technology. It's not always solving all of the problems. And, and the last thing is about the role of internships. I think the more employers can give opportunities for students to have um, interns and internship opportunities is so helpful. First of all, it's very low risk for an employer. You're not paying someone a lot of money. You're basically, sometimes kids are going to do it for free or low cost. And it's eight to 10 weeks of the summer where you get to test somebody out. Candidly, they really need the experience and exposure to, to you know, to be in a real business environment. And if an employer is able to find an intern from this experience, boy, doesn't that just save you so much time and effort that you've now have someone you can groom the way you want and train the way you want. And now you were able to test them out for, you know, about two months to see whether you like them or not. So I think the more um, businesses could also offer intern experiences beyond you know, filing papers and getting coffee, like something really giving them exposure to 
the work that's being done, I think that would really help a lot of students as well. I mean, a lot of companies are requiring internships to get a job, but if you don't offer it, you, you want to make sure you reciprocate. Well, I, I think that's incredible advice. Um, and, and over the years, that's something we've always done. And what I found is that it, it really eliminates the risk in hiring, not maybe 100%, but it probably knocks off 80% of the risk in hiring right off the bat because the things that you can't teach, you know, you can teach most intelligent people, <clears throat> you can teach them virtually any skill in your business. But the things that you can't teach, the sort of ways of thinking, the ways of problem solving, um, you know, the attitude, uh, do I show up whether I'm having a good day or a bad day in, in a good mood and ready to go to work, those sorts of things, you'll know really quickly in the, in, in the uh, internship whether or not that person has it. Uh, without having to invest in the, in the full hiring and interview process, which is expensive and, and can be time consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so Beth, I I know that there are people who are sitting here thinking, I've got a child who needs this. So, uh, what should they do next if they if they're looking for more help? Where can they find out more about you? Sure. So they could find out more about me and my company at nextgreatstep.com. And at the top of the page, where it's actually a free offer for, um, we offer LinkedIn for college students, a free video course, you can download it. We offered it for free because we think it's so important that everyone understand how to use the basics of LinkedIn and how to network on it, especially as a student. I also teach about that LinkedIn alumni tool. So I encourage you to, to grab that. Um, but we are on all social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So follow us anywhere along those channels. And we record a lot of videos and do monthly blogs. But the website is your best source. And if you're interested, there's a way to contact us there. But uh, welcome the opportunity to speak to parents, students separately together. Um, it's usually a, a joint decision about who needs help and how. But if you feel that like you have a grad that's been struggling or doesn't really know what to do anymore or won't listen to you, <laughs> but you know they need help, then uh, we're happy to support you. Awesome. Well, check out nextgreatstep.com. We will link that up in the show notes. So if you're driving and can't write that down, you can always go to unstoppableceo.net uh, from any of the emails that you receive from us and you can find it in the show notes there. Uh, Beth, thank you so much for investing some time with me today. This is an important topic and uh, I really appreciate what you shared. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.